Hello, this is Tommy Lane, host of 21st Century Survival Instagram, formerly Tommy Trash Only, but is now also 21st Century Survival, um, just without the ST for 21st. It's 21 Century Survival, technically. Um, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. I This is actually what you're about to hear is Technically, it wasn't designed to be a podcast episode. I was recording video, but the video, just the quality is not good. But the message needs to come out. And since the YouTube channel for Trash Only Mojo is still so new, I thought that this would just be a nice bonus episode for the podcast since it's been a while since you've all have had a chance to hear me on the airwaves. Um, and this is a message just needs to get out regardless. Like if, if this weren't going to go out on the podcast, I would have probably gone live or put it on the Instagram or just shared it with as many people as possible. Um, but it's something that's been on my mind for years and especially every time we reach kind of a fever pitch of collective reeling or, fear of annihilation. Um, this has been at the forefront of my mind and it's really important to just think of ourselves as part of this equation and in that way know that we can create solutions. So give it a listen. Um, try not to react too quickly, just let it wash over you and process it at home, but take it to heart as well because I haven't really... I haven't had enough people kind of share this other half of um, half of like living, living with things beyond our control. And um, I've dealt with this on a micro level and on a macro level. Um, it's all based on my lived experience. And this is how I have persevered through very isolating, dangerous and difficult times. So hopefully this provides some bit of salve to anyone's nervous system or anybody reeling from the current retrograde and yeah give it a listen and let me know what you think I feel like that's too loud let me turn that down just like that it's so dark Let's see if I have the right frequencies playing. This is just a short video and my third. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Tommy Trash, aka Tommy Lane. I run 21st Century Survival, which you can find on Instagram at 21 Century Survival. I'm also the owner of Trash Only Mojo, which is incidentally the name of this YouTube channel. Um, mostly I'll be talking, I think, in the future when all the products are ready. Um, to be on the storefront and ready to be shipped. There'll be more describing those products, but while I'm still getting that together, I do want to use this time to just share my general messages for the collective and things that I've been noticing and picking up. Um, my first two videos were pretty long and lengthy, but this is going to be short and sweet because it's a message that I feel like people need to hear and tune into right now especially as exterior obstacles, exterior personal obstacles, as well as exterior obstacles or perceived problems or threats are going on um, on a pretty massive level right now. A lot of things are colliding and conscripting and getting like, it feels like everything's getting faster and worse. Um, but 
and, and like it's so strange to classify myself as an optimist now it's not even optimism um, it's more I just know the truth and I want to share a few truths with you but the first thing I want to talk about is using your the same energy that you're putting into making yourself healthy the same energy you're putting into making the right choices for your life whether that's food the new boundaries that you're setting down the people that you're attracting and calling in the person that you're becoming and improving that is all creative energy um, your creativity and your imagination are two of the most lethal weapons in your arsenal because both of those things require you to make choices regardless of your current circumstances or limitations. Imagination is a tool that's used in the mind to create new circumstances, whether, whatever kind of circumstances you want. You can create negative circumstances in your mind and catastrophize or have more fear and fuel that. You can have more positive imaginations and create all these elaborate castles you can have funky weird mixes of the two it's up to you but um, it does begin in your mind and it can stay there and or you can fuel it by repeating it in your mind until it becomes a mantra until it becomes fact until it becomes belief or you can take it out and create it in the physical in a very direct way by writing by drawing, painting, making music, in a meal, cooking. But most people tend to create through their speech as we're a speech-oriented, a speech-oriented, orientated <laughs> group of humans, group of creators. We tend to create through our speech and speaking with one another and in speaking to ourselves, meaning the things that we mutter to ourselves when we're on our way to do something. We bump into something, we might curse or we, we might suck our teeth at something or you might make a noise when you're excited about something happening something that's good so I just want to make sure that you're aware of that that's a very simple fact that's very easy to get forget as we are in the midst of a crumbling consumerist society but still consumerism is making a very heavy push consumerism has convinced you that you don't have imaginations I'm gonna let that settle for a second. Consumerism has convinced you that you don't have an imagination. I'm not saying that it has eroded your imagination or stolen it. It has convinced you to believe that you don't have uh, an, a, the ability to think differently. That you instead are only reading, you're only listening, you're only taking, you're only buying, you're only absorbing. You're only just reacting to everything that's around you. You're not actually putting two and two together and making your own messages. That is, um, many moons ago, I used to be a creativity expert, coach, or whatever. And I was even writing a book, and I might still write the book on, I was writing a book that was going to teach non-artists how to be artists. It was going to be called Art for Non-Artists. <laughs> um... I didn't make that book, but the point of that book and the point of those teachings was to remind people that, remind them to push past the fear of performance and the fear of being rejected for their creative 
attempts and to just pursue creativity for the sake of creativity, for the sake of expression, because it's important for you to move forward in your life and step forward and move forward, advance creatively. Because when you're advancing creatively, suddenly you're not really worried about the outer world. You're, you're more concerned with what you have brought forth and what you're intending to, to grow. Uh, one of the biggest things that impede people's ability to be creative and to believe in their imagination is the fear of failure and rejection because when they were in school and they were young kids and learning about shapes and colors and you were drawing, already you're being indoctrinated to performance and your value based on how much you measured up to it in an, an imaginary standard, a standard that does not exist. And so a lot of people, even very young ages, started to just look at what someone else's drawing or what someone else had said someone else was doing that got approval and they're like, okay, all I have to do is do what they did and then I will, I'll be, I'll be scot-free of punishment, scot-free of judgment, bullying, teasing, violence, basically. And when you operate from that lower, okay, this is going to be a long video. <laughs> when you operate from that lower level of like, I'm just going to, you know, try not to be seen. I'm just going to hide. That is a survival, um, instinct and but it's not even it's i don't even want to call it survival because you're still not actually surviving because inevitably one of those things that you're you're cutting corners on is going to fail because it is actually not from you some people learn this early on if they have a good teacher a good art teacher that's like really weird and pretty groovy and she sees kids faking it she'll call them out on it and make them start over this cutting corners, this looking at what everyone else is doing and I'm going to do that, this mentality permeates like every decision that people have made in their lives to the point when they do encounter someone in their peer group or someone that, someone that is similar to them enough and they're able to create so much more with fewer resources or fewer materials or, some, or if they just encounter a great work of art or something and they kind of sigh and go, I wish I could do that. That sigh, that re release is like their old self literally claw trying to claw its way to the surface and actually reminding you, you can do this stuff. You just stopped doing it. It's not even that. And here's the thing. Most people don't even need that much to restart their creativity. They just need to continue to do it. It's not something that dies. It's in you. It's like, um, it's like, an, it's, um, it just keeps accumulating. Um, and all you have to do is like open that box and it's ready to go. But it's very easy to cut corners. It's very easy to copy. It's very easy to not have an opinion. It's very easy to not have an opinion and to not speak up and to not say the hidden things that are in your soul that you're waiting for someone else to say before you can say it. You um, have to care more about releasing that message than you care about what other people are gonna say or think about you. Um, because the way that we socialize children into, oh, I think we over-socialize them in my opinion. Um, we kind of, in a very unhealthy way, start 
grooming them towards a herd mentality of thinking because it's actually easier to teach or indoctrinate herds versus individuals. Um, group projects. You ever, have you ever been that kid that hated group projects because, you know, inevitably somebody, some one person ends up doing all the work. It's not to help you learn to work as a team. It's because it's easier to grade five papers instead of 25 individual papers or five projects instead of 25 individual ones. It's to save time. With that herd mentality thinking, with that group think, with that, with that erasure of the individual, the homogen homogenization with no time in between that, because it is important to build team building, but first, the most important thing is for someone to have self-actualization, self-knowledge. We have virtually no mainstream tools at acknowledging truth within the self. I think meditation is the closest thing you're gonna get, but schools don't teach you meditation. You're lucky if your parents maybe taught you in a very healthy, non-cult-like way. You're lucky if you found it yourself and had the self-discipline and the, you know, had the space and the safety to do it. You're lucky if you have found a group of individuals to practice meditation with, but Aside from that, self-actualization is not promoted in our society at all. And if it is, it is probably on its way to being commodified. Wanting, to, wanting the approval of the group motivates most people to stay quiet and allow violence to occur because everyone's too afraid to speak up because they're trained to, to not say anything until someone else does it. And even then, when someone else does something, people don't allow for individual thought. They'll repeat what that other person was brave enough to say or do. I'm talking about this because every, honestly, like week to week, the news is the same. Uh, I don't think there has ever been a time of recorded or documented peace in mainstream journalism because peace does not sell newspapers, books, ad revenue. People enjoy, I don't, see, I don't want to say people enjoy, I do think that in a very sinister way, uh, society has been designed to elicit our baser instincts and responses to titillating headlines and uh, things to make us frightened and feel isolated and hopeless because when you feel that way you're going to reach for comfort and comfort can be sold. Manipulative people are experts at this. Um, you know, they create a fantasy. They will hype you up. They'll like, love bomb the head of hell, hell out of you, and then hurt you. But guess who's got who's back when you're crying? Who's back with an apology and their favorite candy? 
just think of the news as just a, an abusive partner and it will kind of make sense. So your imagination <laughs> is apart from everything. It's completely yours to own and practice. And you have complete creative control over whatever you imagine. It can be your secret safe haven. You don't even have to write any of it down. If you can hold your imagination of a desired anything for five seconds, that's more progressive than feeling trapped or just raking over and over again the things that are paining you. And it takes incredible strength and resolve to do this. I can speak to it because I have been in horrible situations many times. And it was my imagination and my desire to exit those moments. It helped me to focus and create in the midst of pain. Your, your desire to transcend these experiences has to be higher than your fear of them. I'm talking about this to just like remind you. None of this like should seem groundbreaking. It's all stuff that you whisper to yourself in those in-between moments and you, you wonder if you're crazy, you're not crazy. We, I don't wanna say we, but I think it would be important for those seeking answers and solutions to these, these pains that were, that the collective is feeling, is to shut your eyes and listen to the truth which is your own breathing. And I always like to say, remember, we did not create the earth. We're on it. We are on private property. So in that sense, no one is a god. No one is a god. <laughs> like, the... If money were to, money and materialism were to evaporate tomorrow and suddenly we were judged and related to one another based upon what we gave, like what was actually real? Did you help someone grow something? Did you provide some healing? Did you, did you do some repair? Did you do some community care? Then what, you know, these what does someone who has amassed a, man, a massive amount of wealth, which was manifested in the form of paper money or digital currency or coins, but that those items are useless now and now value is true value? Like, who are you as a soul? And even though money may or may not evaporate tomorrow and it exists today, to begin to see people 
as that? Is this person, does this person have a clear enough aura for me to interact with them? Do they give me the creeps? Is this person a danger around people I care about? Can this person hold up to their word? Can they provide some form of contribution? Can this person be someone that I would trust with my life? That is actual currency. And most, most people that reach a certain amount of physical wealth or fame, forget about wealth, let's just talk about fame because a lot of us are still groomed to chase fame, but people don't realize once you get there, it's just more work. It's still a full-time job. In fact, it's like the most toxic full-time job because you never, you truly don't have downtime. Your downtime is then documented and also commodified and made into a product. You know, most of those people find that pit of emptiness and find themselves suddenly around people that they cannot trust. They can't relate to anybody else that's outside of the system of fame. And those that are inside the system with them, perhaps not the most healthiest folk, the things that they used to enjoy doing, they can't enjoy doing anymore. The blanks are going to be followed all the time. But also they've changed so much as a person that it's not going to reach them in the same way that it used to. And so then what becomes important is that social capital, that, that value. And unfortunately, once you are famous, you really, it's very difficult to get that back without sacrificing not just the money that's been earned, but your networks. Meaning, if you were to make a sudden shift, who are you alienating? Who, who are you cheating out of their fortune then by you deciding to become different? If we want to live in a world where people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are not doing what they're doing or, or just, or we want to live with the opposite of that. We want to live with people that reach a height of material wealth with the integrity and the moral compass to redistribute or to benefit their actual communities, then we, we have the ability to imagine that. Um, or even what, I'll do one better, like what is a world without billionaires and maniacal um, money worship look like? It's so important to build out the story, which is the opposite problem. You have to build out that story. You have to invest the time and the energy and the resources to construct the new story in detail. Because if you only have revolution, if you only have the destruction, if you, if you decide to quit smoking, cold turkey, and you've got no journaling planned, you've got no workout, nothing else to, to help you come out of that, you're going to go back to smoking a cigarette the moment that the opportunity presents itself. I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm, please, like, 
I know there are people who have, cut, have quit cold turkey. Do not miss the point of this analogy, this metaphor. You need to build the replacement as part of the deconstruction. Um, without that, where are you gonna go? Okay, you wanna, I wanna tear down this house. Do you want to live in the rubble? No, you have to have plans drafted for what you're going to renovate. So what does our world look like in the wake or the absence of billionaires? What does our world look like in the absence of exploitative capitalism? What does our world look like without mainstream journalism that preys upon our fear and reward system? What does our world look like where women and femmes can be feel safe at any hour of the day, anytime, anywhere, anywhere they are? What does our world look like where women are able to emote and express emotion outside of aggression and anger? That is the challenging part. Um, I've already done a lot of work on this. I'm not going to walk anybody through it, but I do want to introduce that point. It's a strong point that needs to be made because the future, you know, past, present, and future, these things are all happening, but the future is like coming faster than people realize. It's your responsibility to remember the importance of being an imaginative person and not a consumer. When you're constantly consuming, when the supplies run out, and you don't know how to grow anything, you don't know how to write anything, you don't know how to make anything, you can't interpret other ideas because you didn't spend enough time reading, you're gonna be dependent. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with consuming, we have to consume to stay alive, but rapid overconsumption at the expense of replenishment, or, or in the absence of replenishment, or without that, that, that symbiosis, it doesn't make any sense. And it will continue to make you feel like you are at the whim, or at the mercy of outside controlling forces. I've been wanting to talk about this for such a long time, honestly, since for the last six years. I've said it before, but I remember, I remember 10 years ago, when I got an invitation to join Pinterest. And before that, I was a very active visual artist. Um, and I, I used to buy magazines and I'd cut out clippings. Or I would just save scraps and take them from the wall very much for what you see behind me. And after a year of being on Pinterest, I noticed that I stopped sourcing my own material. Instead, I was going to Pinterest to get inspiration. And I started to notice how that was affecting some of the artistic choices I was making, but also the way I was just thinking about consum consuming things in general. And I noticed that retailers were starting to cater towards what our eyes are used to interpreting as like visual patterns and what looked aesthetically pleasing or what was in demand. And it was this weird relationship that was happening. In my day job, I also worked with a lot of housewares items and I could see the beginning of, hmm, we have products that are being created so that they can be photographed. And then those photographed products will 
Ukraine and Sefi to buy more products to be, it was just like this weird back and forth. Um, it didn't stop me from keeping a Pinterest board, but it, I did, I just pinned <laughs> with the realization that that's what was happening, that it was a marketing tool. Um, fast forward 10 years later, um, in my experience with sales, sometimes I was able to sell things just by saying, oh, it's going to, and I, you know, still have to do that into my, you know, daytime work. Like this is going to photograph really well because people make purchases and they make decisions and they pick places strategically. They plan their day around what is going to be documented and shared, um, on the internet to strangers. What is going to look good on camera? Suddenly everyone is a creative director for their own tiny television show or photo shoot, as opposed to authentically connecting with something and remembering it or taking your own photo of it and saving it for yourself. Um, now this is, this is kind of the new, um, like new bragging rights basically. Um, I'm mentioning that example because number one, it's important, but also it just illustrates the consumption versus creation dynamic. On the one hand, you have your powers and your tools of being creative to make whatever you want. It doesn't even have to be good. You can just make it. You don't have to share it either. It can just be for you versus I need to go and get this or I'm going to go here for inspiration. Inspiration is a tricky word. Most people use inspiration in lieu of I stole this from you or I stole this from that or I stole this from that person. But to actually create from a raw place frightens a lot of people. And again, they may even love it, but they're afraid to share it because they don't know how it's going to be received. And that's just stops right there. So you're going to have to go and get inspiration, get something that is out there, but not too out there. So it alienates people, but it's like out there. So it catches people's eye so that I can get the success or this popularity or uh, these things are also, by the way, chasing success and chasing popularity, chasing fame. The people, the reason people do that is to escape poverty because that is the death chompers that's coming to get all of us that do not follow that path. So instead of living a life where you can die the next day knowing I did exactly what I wanted to do, you have people that are hustling and grinding to escape poverty. They'll never call it that. They'll say, oh no, I want to be successful. I want to be like it's them and them and them. But you want to do that so that you can have enough, you can have more than enough money for groceries, for health, for longevity, which are things that we all require to live. It should not be a, a prize at the end of this competition where you're damn near killing yourself every day to achieve it. Those are, those are all consumerist ideologies that stifle your ability to do a lot of things, but most of all, be creative or to imagine a better future. So just to reiterate, 
you have to build out the alternative solution yourself. You have to do it. You don't even have to, I, I stress not sharing it to people uh, or sharing it with people because I think that people use that sharing sometimes as a cop out in a way to get approval, like to test screen. Oh, here, look what I made. Isn't it good? You have to know and trust that you like what you put down. You build that relationship with yourself. Otherwise, you're always going to be seeking the approval of whoever's next to you. Ooh. And, you know, most of the time, people's opinions don't matter. They don't count. And unfortunately, more people will be jealous of you that you are even creative to begin with. You will try to sabotage that because that's there. it awakens something within them that they're not ready to deal with. This has been a trash only mojo transmission. Hope that the messages hit home. And yeah, do something creative, believe in yourself. You can follow me on Instagram at 21 Century Survival. Um, the Etsy shop is also in the description box below, trash only mojo. And that is it. See you all later. Bye.